Hey, how you guys doing? This is the producer from Brothers Comics. Welcome to the Marvel Hacks Season 6, Episode 6, as we close out Season 6 of the Marvel Hacks. Uh, we were hoping to have Big Hutch tonight. He didn't make it. Uh, I'm not really sure. I'm going to clown him at some point for not making it on this podcast. <laughs> on the line tonight, I have the two cons- the two Marvel Hacks on the line tonight. It's the Sandman. Sandman, say what's happening. Meet you well, people. What's going on tonight? Hey man, just uh, recording on a Wednesday night for a change. Most of the time we're on Thursday nights, but uh, I think it worked better this week for everybody to get in it on Wednesday, except for Hutch. Also on the line tonight, it's uh, Brother Beavis. Brother Beavis, say what's happening. Hey everybody, how's it going? Yeah, normally we start off by planning for Wednesday and then sliding to Thursday and then maybe pushing (laughs) for next week or trying to squeeze it in on the weekend, so... This is nice. Yeah. Don't, yeah, don't forget. Yeah, don't forget those. Uh, man, I have no life. Friday night podcast uh, records. Uh, those are always nice as well. Yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah, behind the scenes footage. All of us work. Uh, that's basically it. Uh, that's the, the behind the scene footage. And uh, you know, it's a little tiresome sometimes on a late Thursday night or Wednesday night or Friday night to get these podcasts in. But we are getting to close the out season six and actually we're doing it in a fairly reasonable time. Uh, we will take a summer hiatus uh, till after uh, like the 4th of July after this episode. Uh, that'll give us a chance to recharge our batteries to vacation if we're going to do that. And most importantly, wait for another X-Men reboot. But that's a story <laughs> for another time. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, Yet another reboot. Uh, but anywho, uh, so before we get started to anything else in these damn books, we got to do blurred notes. Hold on, let me hit my music. I really won't do it. Okay, so blurred notes is our uh, look back at the week or so of comic book movie news and whatnot. Um, I try to give the I, I give the, the fellows the topics B L E R D. Um, we try to keep it under 30 minutes, and that really rarely happens. But, you know, you never really know. Now, because right, well, first off the bat, I'm going to throw – first off the bat, I'm going to throw you a curveball. I had B for Blade because it was talked about that maybe that that was going to go to a Hulu series since Disney owns everything. Hashtag damn Disney for Hutch. But I'm going to switch it up, although I don't really have a B because I'm going to talk about something that I sent you all earlier. I can't think of a letter. Uh, bullshit. How about that? Uh, it's bullshit that uh, director Quentin Tarantino is going to be directing a Star Trek movie. Um, God. My initial thing was, I don't know if I hate him more or Star Trek more, because I'm really not a fan, but putting the two of them together is just an absolute... I, I can't even imagine. I, I just can't... I just don't understand. So, y'all are bigger Star Trek fans than me. Anything that's about Star Trek is going to be a negative for me, so explain yourself, Sammy. Well, I can't explain this. Well, I will attempt to explain that they're desperate now. The They can put on a public face all they want to, but this uh, Star Trek Discovery, which is their much ballyhooed, um, uh, how do you say it, behind, behind the fire, behind the uh, paywall, series that you know that yeah, they're the CBS show yeah, uh, CBS, CBS. Which, is, which is nothing else on that fucking app I've seen it I don't have it or anything but I've seen what they offer and nobody would ever pay to see that shit other than probably Star Trek and I have seen those episodes and yes the production is very high as far as money and uh, the special effects but that's about the only thing about it that's worthy of Star Trek the rest of it is the stupidest writing I've ever seen the characters are the lead character is a Mary Sue where she's a, a black woman too so that made it even worse in my eyes and it's just not a great show and I think they're desperate 
to get some uh, shock and awe out there by throwing uh, Tarantino into this, which makes no fucking sense whatsoever. My God, you're gonna have Kirk on there swearing and murdering Klingons, you know, with, you know, with a uh, with a battle sword and stuff, or it just makes no sense. It doesn't fit. It doesn't work. And if, if they try to do this, it's going to be a disaster, in my opinion. That's what I think about it. I think, I think they're beyond the try mode at this point. I think this is an actual done deal. Uh, Brother wow. Beavis, you're a bigger Star Trek person than me. Uh, holla at your boy. Yeah, I mean, I think this information came out a while ago, so I don't know if the new report was they've kind of locked it in. And if I remember right, there was some conversation about, like, how this came about, like, because he knew somebody on the cast or whatever, and they had said it's not necessarily going to be a Tarantino Star Trek movie uh, in that same vein. But I, to me, the most amazing thing is the way this, the the way the franchise squandered the reboot, which was great, and yeah. then like it immediately yes. jumped the shark. And I don't know if it was pushing Khan and the you know stunt casting Cumberbatch and trying to be sneaky about it. So I don't know if that was it, but it had so much potential coming back, and it just immediately put it put it in the toilet. And yeah, CBS is ridiculous to think that they can justify people buying their streaming service. That's that's just it's that awful. makes absolutely no sense. It's so dumb. Yeah. Um, they're paying the price now. Yeah, yeah. So I I think it is. I don't I don't know. I mean, I don't see how they how they go up from here. Then there is the potential precedent of like if you look at the Orville. Which is a show uh, that's actually pretty decent. I mean, it's it's like a you know a PG thirteen plus rated Star Trek, Star and Trek. it's you know yeah. it's it's yeah it's a legitimate um, sci fi show, but it's also like completely irreverent and crass, and it works in some ways. So it's not to say that a Tarantino sci fi movie wouldn't work, but there's Star Trek no, means a lot Star of Trek. things to a lot of people, exactly. probably a lot more mm-hmm. than than it does to us. Uh, but yeah, they, they, it's so much downside. It just seems dumb. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't seem. It would seem like a lot of older Trekkies would reject this out of hand, like even before it got out there. Mm-hmm. And you're so right. Like I was never a Star Trek person, but that reboot with J.J. Abrams, the first one, I was hyped for that movie. I mean, I've watched that. I've I've watched that movie a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, between like FX and from well, basically on FX, I guess. But then. Um, then the con one, the second one, was pretty ass awful, and like so now they're just trying to do anything to save it, I guess. I, I, I yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, anything with him in it, like somebody's, I mean, he's gonna push somebody saying nigga in it, and it's just not gonna work. Like it's just bad all around, and I can't. Yeah, I just can't. All right. Yeah, I don't know what it. Yeah, B is for bullshit, I guess. All right. Sorry, Blade. All right, uh, L is for love. Love is a long-time saying for us and our friends here. It's when something doesn't make a whole lot of sense, and this one didn't make a whole lot of sense. It's been reported now that Fox has gone the way of the dodo with the X-Men. All of these, well, this is what we were planning to do. Type <laughs> of stories are starting to come out, very much like the Snyder verse in DC. Um, allegedly, uh, there was supposed to be a Civil War type and Civil War MCU, not Civil War 1861 type film that they were going to have the Fantastic Four and the X-Men fighting against each other um, in some version of a film that they were going to build up to. Um, the First off, there's four Fantastic Four, and maybe they would have brought in some of the, um, the ancillary pieces. There's 11 bazillion X-Men 
Um, so that wasn't really going to work to begin with. So, Brother Beavis, what was your thought? And, and I talked this in the text chain, do you remember that awful miniseries of X-Men versus the Fantastic Four from the 80s? So I'll take, a, I'll take your questions in reverse order, producer, if you don't mind. Uh, no, I did not read that series. Um, and I tried to read a synopsis of it, and I couldn't get through the synopsis. It was so Fantastic yeah. Four-esque. <laughs> Um, and it's yes. interesting because you know so that's all post mutant massacre, and it always did seem very much like okay, a lot of stuff happened, but now we're all here, and I don't know what the story. So I, I, maybe if I had read that, it would have filled in some blanks. But <clears throat> so yeah, and the story itself. Uh, I think the other one I would throw in there is there was the Days of Future presence or something Present. like that with Ahab yeah. and the Fantastic Four. I couldn't get through that yeah. either. I actually have those. So, yeah, yeah Fantastic Four X-Men does not start off as a great combo. Um, no, as far no. as what they could have, should have, would have done, I mean, that's just... They might as well just say, here's how we would have screwed it up instead. Because <laughs> it doesn't matter what the core or the kernel of the idea is, you still suck at making movies. And so you, <laughs> you make a bad movie out of a good idea, a bad movie out of a bad idea, a bad movie out of no idea. So it doesn't really matter to me. It, they would have been dumb regardless. Yeah. Yeah, it, and again, it's it's really like, oh, well, you know, it gets into fanboys things. Like, well, if they would have done this, they would have done Like, no, they would have done it, and they would have messed it up. Again, very much like the Snyderverse. Sandman, do you remember that ass-awful Fantastic Four X-Men miniseries from the 80s? And what do you think about the woulda, coulda, shoulda universe? Yeah, I read I read the entire series, and it, it makes no sense. I'm going to go ahead and spoil it for you really quick for those go who ahead, don't want to know. Go ahead, 40 years old. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 40-year-old spoilers incoming. Um, yeah, basically, Doom kind of forges a, a, a journal that for Reed Richards and somehow sneaks it in, um, I guess, uh, for Freedom's Plaza at the time, I think they were living at, and basically uh, sets him up so that the Fantastic Four think that he did, uh, did um, how do I say it? He caused the events. Didn't put shields on the ship. Into purpose. the Fantastic Four, yeah. And especially, and of course, Thing, Ben Grimm, that's a big no-no, obviously, because he does not want to be the Thing 90% of the time, and that obviously causes problems with uh, within the group, and then they got the dynamic with Kitty Pride is after the mutant massacre, she's hurt, and she's her power, she can't control it anymore, and she's fading, so the X-Men call uh, Reed to uh, examine her and hopefully uh, save her with this machine he has, and he refuses, and it because he is, has a, con, a crisis of conscience, and it's a real big mess. And, of course, they, it's a big fight, which makes no sense, and it's not a great book, <laughs> bottom line. And uh, yeah. as far as the um, possible Fox pre-Avengers, or whatever the hell you want to call it, they would have blown that shit to smithereens. It would have been so awful. It might have even affected Marvel Studios from making the, the Avengers, which was the blockbuster, and changed everything and so who knows it would have they probably could have k killed two birds one stone and at not not in a good way uh yeah i'm glad thank god yeah. and they weren't able to make that shit so it would have been a it wouldn't have made no sense they never learned anything about how to make a lot of these movies they they they've had their good ones but they've had a lot of bad ones too and i've had no desire to see mm. that 
Yeah, that's going to come up here momentarily uh, when we get to the D. D's nuts of Dark Phoenix. Uh, yeah, I just, I can't. I, I, you know, actually, I went looking for that miniseries today, and uh, I got, like, into the first issue or so. I was like, yeah, I'm bored at work, but I ain't that bored. <laughs> All right, so, um, so, yeah, it's just bad, and, yeah, we, we can't deal with, yeah, no. So, yeah, goodbye, Fox. Bye, uh, con deals, man. <laughs> Nothing good would have come of that. All right. Letter E is you for say X. Bye, con deals. Bye, con deals. Yes, get out of here. All right, so. Exit. E is for exit, as in exit, stage left. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's alleged, and I, ha- I saw a denial earlier today, and I think I forgot to see it. Uh, send it to you guys. It's alleged that uh, the WB may shut down the DC uh, streaming app. Um, there's a lot of drama going on with Swamp Thing. It premiered and got canceled like there was no going to be no season two immediately after the first issue aired. Um, rumors out there that the WB is going to fold it into their own um, like a streaming platform network or whatever, meaning that everybody waited all these years for Young Justice. Only thing that they said that might survive would be Titans, which uh, would be kind of tragic because I started watching Goon Patrol and I now I see uh, why everybody was talking about it. So yeah, so Brother Beavis, the end of the DC streaming network, uh, man, what did it get? Six to nine months? Yeah, yeah, and I think it's an issue of for I think the the if you know we may always make the comparison and we suck Marvel's dick or Disney's dick or whatever but like they announced it so far a, a while ago and they have such a library that I think just if you're going to compare the two like there's just not a lot on um, the DC app I mean there is comic books yeah. but reading comic books on TV is is kind of a bizarre and not exactly great experience. <laughs> um, I think their original programming, it seemed, you know, there was some good stuff there. Um, Titans had its moments. Doom Patrol was great. I was actually just getting ready. I was like, oh, I should check out Swamp Thing, and it got canceled. Um, you know, all yeah. the animated movies are there. Young Justice was, you know, it's okay. It, it, Young Justice has never been as good as it was in the first season. So, yeah, I just, I just I think agree. there's not enough content there. Um, even in the different forms so yeah i think and the app itself doesn't work great like a lot of them but yeah not a huge surprise right yeah um i yeah there's been lies and i would call them lies like oh well it was a tax issue and north carolina said they were going to pay for something like it it's all lies like there's obviously something going on behind the scenes with people that make huge amounts of money sandman mm-hmm. and that that rumor's not out there for uh, like shits and giggles. That that's probably based on a lot of foundation. Yeah, the uh, the whole swamp thing thing is kind of mysterious. Just, uh, and I'm uh, using air quotations, mysterious, and how that just got kind of just fell apart. And um, uh, from what I hear, I don't, did, did they actually release that first episode? Uh, like, was it online already, or will they get like? Uh, going to a yeah, video. it was out. Yeah, okay. So yeah, the first people episode one premiered, and then the cancellation came out right after it. Right, right. So yeah, and it went down quick, you know. And it's like, oh no, it's canceled. They don't, they don't have that. I mean, they were spending so much money on it too. It, uh, it something was going on behind the scenes. Yeah. So the uh, yeah that that app it, it it came and now it's probably going to go and um, it'll be some kind of it'll live on in WB's app, whatever the hell they call it. Um, maybe, hopefully, they'll revamp it to make it a little better. I mean, I didn't have it at all. I just, 
I thought about it for a while, but I was like, man, I've got too many apps already so I'm paying for, it, and I really just yeah. can't really justify it. Um, I was curious, but yeah, from what uh, Beavis said, I was like, man, I'm glad I didn't now. And yeah, I mean, I'm, unfortunately, this just kind of continues the whole DC does not quite have it together. Unfortunately, I mean, yeah. you can call me a Marvel bitch if you want to. Yeah, you can call me that if you want to, but yeah. you know, psh, I mean, God, it's like one. If not, if it's not one thing, it's another with them. It seems like, so yeah. I don't know. Uh, it, yeah, acting, I, I threw this out there. Yeah, yeah, I threw this out there jokingly. I was like, you know what? Disney should just buy DC at this point. <laughs> it's not like they don't have the money. They could just absorb it and just own like all of essentially the comic book stuff that matters, you know, indies or whatever. But I mean, they would just own everything. It was kind of a joke, but I would imagine at some point of a discussion that has probably been bandied about. Not that the WB is hurting for money, but neither was Fox, you know. And at a point, you know, it's like you know what, it ain't worth the extra hassle that we have with these characters, so just take it. But anyway, all right. Uh, letter R is for The Rock. As in The Rock uh, is possibly, allegedly, and I'm pretty sure it's probably put out by his people, but we got to talk about it anyway. Uh, the Rock may be possibly being the thing in the Fantastic Four reboot when Disney Marvel uh, reboots the Fantastic Four. I, I do have to say this because if I'm going to come off as... How do I put this? Okay. Um, Y'all all know that we, I, whatever, I'm a WCW, NWA for life kind of person, whatever. Like, I didn't really ho- watch a whole lot of WWEF or whatever, and definitely not during the Monday Night Wars. But then after WCW folded, you know, at a point, I was like, well, I still want to kind of watch wrestling, but I don't really want to watch the WWE or WWF. But when you go back and watch that stuff, particularly with him and Stone Cold, um, it's really kind of hard to not cheer for both of them because they were yeah. so good on the mic and they were so and they were really good wrestlers too and they, you know all the things you could say about the rock that freaking dude could actually work uh, matches or whatever so like before he went into it uh, turned into steroid monster rock but anyway <laughs> so I've, you know I've generally been a fan of him as the wrestler and I've generally been a fan of like just kind of him in general but there's I have issues with him too. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, I don't want to see him be the thing. Like, I think that would be stunt casting. I think Marvel has stayed away from that uh, in most instances. And putting him in it would not make a whole lot of sense. Uh, thing is also uh, canically Jewish. So I don't know how that's going to work <laughs> as well. But um, this Brother Beavis, help me out here. You know, yeah. do you love Dwayne? Or, you know, how's this, how's this uh, landing for you? Yeah, I do, but not for this. And it's not because yeah. I can't see a black man playing an orange monster. I don't, I don't have a problem with that. <laughs> I just don't. I mean, I think as as jokey as the thing can be, I think there's another side too. And I think, um, you know, I think Chickless was much better in the first one than the second one as far as conveying sort of the the torment of the thing. So I, I think you need you need a spectrum of ability, and the the, the Rock kind of has one mode. Um, and I also yeah. don't want to see the thing bust out of people's eyebrow because you know that will yeah. happen. <laughs> so, yeah. So yeah. Uh, I, nothing against the Rock in this case. I just don't think he's right. And and really, like you know, you could almost see like uh, Batista, but I don't. Again, he probably doesn't have the range for it either. But I don't know. He's been in some no. other stuff. Yeah. But 
I mean, it's, I could. It's, it's seen, certainly nothing wrong with getting a wrestler, and it can turn out well. But I just, it doesn't feel right for this role. The other thing too is that if you cast the Rock in anything, he becomes the biggest thing in the no pun intended in the whole freaking yep. thing. Like yep, because that much. he's such a big personality, physically and like personality wise. Like he's just he will become like the movie will become about him, and then unfortunately, you know. Once people, the money makers, were like, "Hey, well, we need more rock in this movie." Yeah, literally, more yeah, orange rock. And so, you know, so it'll wind up becoming a movie about the rock, and that 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 just doesn't work. I personally think if they're going to do the thing, it needs to be done like the Hulk, where you have a CGI character and you know let him be able to transform back and forth. But that, that to me, that's an old trope for Fantastic Four that they need to let go anyway. Reed can just figure out everything in the world, but he can't figure out how to turn his friend back into like a human. Come on, man, that's just ridiculous. So he should just be able to transform back and forth. But whatever. All right, Sandman, The Rock. Are you a fan of Dwayne's wrestler actor? And do you think he should be in the Fantastic Four? I'm a fan of his charisma and him as a wrestler. It was him and Stone Cold that actually brought me back to the WWE or F at the time since the 80s days of Hulk Hogan. I mean, I hadn't I hadn't watched it all the late 80s, 90s, any of that shit until like he and that Stone Cold because mm-hmm. those were leg- legitimately good shows in the Attitude Era. I mean, they had a lot of good uh, wrestlers back then, and they were the leading the pack and it's impossible not to like the rock i mean he's just like i just said he's charisma personified i'm not much of a fan of his movies because you know i mean that look what he does i mean just they're yeah. rock shows basically you know that's kind of what i call mm-hmm. them they're just um, and, and he has a certain style of movies i mean yeah that that the, his stuff in fast and furious is fine you know it, it, it is what it is but yeah i don't like you said, this is kind of stunt casting. It doesn't really fit for him. It's and you also, The Rock is known for his boisterous uh, attitude and personality. And Ben Grimm is kind of a depressed character, uh, pretty much. And you know, yeah. so and I don't see that as um, uh, mating up at all. It just doesn't work for me. So, nah, I'm I'm yeah. happy for him not to be that. Hopefully. Yeah, it's just yeah, it just it doesn't seem to make a whole lot of sense. Plus, allegedly he's supposed to be Black Adam in a movie that was announced. Shit, I don't know, ten, ten years, years ago. ago, it still hasn't been made. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I mean, who knows if we're gonna get a Shazam too? You know, like that movie made some money or whatever. I don't know if anybody was. I mean, in the moment, I think people were like, "Oh, this is really good," but I think it was an Attack of the Clone situation. You know, I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's okay. It's not great. People you know, say they love was, it, but you know, like man, they make it, a lot of money. Yeah. yeah. Y'all still, I mean, I, I saw it. Did y'all ever see that? Yeah, I went no. to the theater and saw it. Oh, okay. Yeah, Brother B was no one Shazam. I kept it real. Yeah, good to know. <laughs> <laughs> good to know. All right, so yeah, it is what it is. All right. All right, uh, letter D is for Dark Phoenix. Um, mm. I, I'm the only one who has been brave enough to see this movie, so I will give the review. I did write a re- uh, review. And actually, I think some of my better writing work in the last couple of years my review for Dark Phoenix at BrotherComics.com uh, shameless plug um, but I'm going to check because we're doing good on time for blurred notes so I'm going to try to keep it brief it's not good alright next no I'm joking okay so really the reason that is not good yep. there's uh, there's so uh, golly I don't know I, 
it it really is on par an on brand for like a Fox movie for the X Men essentially at this latent stage in the game. It it has no connection to the comic book thing other than the characters' names. Really, it's kind of like Riverdale and Archie. Okay, you know the names of the characters and they're sharing them, but in relation to how they flow and interact in a universe that was created long before this movie, it doesn't really make any sense. So that's basically where you are. You get a really cool Dazzler appearance in her little white outfit, which is kind of cool. Mm. Uh, but as I think I text to y'all, the rest of the characterizations are cardboard at best. Um, they got Storm out here making ice, and I, that about sent me over the edge where I wanted to put a brick through the television set. Making ice. Um, make it, oh, that, did I not tell y'all that? I don't remember hearing that. Okay, so they're at that. Okay, okay. So, oh, and I forgot. I did. Yeah. So I, I tried to like stay as neutral as possible. Well, that's a lie. But okay. <laughs> All right. So, brother Beavers, they did. They did the freaking first class thing, which you hated um, so much, is that they said. Um, so they go to space or whatever. Okay. Okay. So Xavier, like, he's kind of realized a little bit of his dream, and so the X Men are like kind of popular now, and the president has like a bat phone, or he can call the X Men when shit goes wrong. So. There's a space shuttle in space. They go out to rescue the astronauts because it's about to get hit by a solar flare. The solar flare is the Galactus Cloud, which yep. is the Phoenix effect. Uh, uh. All right. So they go out there. They rescue the astronauts. Uh, something happens. Gene has to go get the last person there. The solar flare catches her or whatever, gives her the powers. They come back to Earth. They're like, oh, how are you feeling? Oh, I feel good. And they're just like, oh, okay, cool. And then, like... The Cyclops as he's walking her back into the mansion is like, oh, the kids, you know what they're calling you? They're calling you the Phoenix because you came back to life. I was like, Aah! I wanted to stir up. So, um, so uh, yeah, so that happens. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Bruh, that's 25 minutes in. And, like, at that point, you're done. So, uh, so yeah, so after that, they go to this, like, concert out in the woods. And Dazzler's there, and she's singing and using her freaking powers or whatever. Which, again, if you like Dazzler, Hutching here, but he does. It's, it's kind of cool. <laughs> but they're, like, they're drinking, they're drinking, like, they're drinking, like, Boone's Farm out in the freaking woods. And uh, Gene's like, yeah, get, Scott, get me another drink. And, like, he goes over there where G, uh, Storm is, and he's just like, hey, can you, you know. And so she makes some ice cubes with her powers and drops them in the freaking cup. Oh, jeez. Al Alpha-level mutant making... Fucking ice cube. Really? Really? This is where we're at. Wow. So, I, yeah, I was really, really done at that point. So, she's, like, mad, and Xavier had put some things in her head to release some of the trauma that she had when she killed her parents, spoiler alert. And, you know, she breaks through those psychic, you know, whatevers, and um, she starts to, like, you know want to do bad things. Then she goes to see uh, Magneto, which I think that they're trying to, like, call it Genosha. Yeah, he was yeah, on an yeah. island, like, with, you know, a bunch of other mutants. It's um, she's like, teach yeah. me. Yeah, teach me how to not do bad things. And he's like, what? I don't know what you're talking about. And um, then the it's, uh, it's all over the place. It doesn't make any real sense. They, they uh, freaking Jennifer Lawrence dies, and nobody cared. Mm. And, uh, and the beast turns heel because Jennifer Lawrence died, and they all turn on um, uh, Xavier because of what he did to Gene. Uh, you see the Phoenix effect one time, which again, uh, you know, me, one of the best things about end. Phoenix is to be able. Yeah. You, you see it? No, you do see it at the end, but it's so okay. far away on a like on a pull shot, you just don't really care because technically she's not dead, mm -hmm. and oh, she allegedly died. Spoiler alert. And um, 
like when she's fighting Jessica Chastain's character, who is a Dabari, you know, Dabari are the people whose planet she destroyed in the comic books or whatever. But and they're shape changers somehow, apparently. Yeah, they're shape shifters somehow. Because they wanted and to use the scrolls like, and didn't, and because Marvel got to them first, yeah. and they didn't change yeah. it, and uh, mm-hmm. terrible. Yeah, and then for some reason, uh, there's a, when the final battle sequence on a train, um, for some reason, um, Nightcrawler, something happens, and Nightcrawler goes like berserker rage and starts killing people. Now, the freaking soldiers on the train, they're shooting at the, the, the Dabari with like, I don't know, I don't know anything about guns, but I'm going to say they're probably like 50 caliber like machine guns. Like, they're hitting them with bullets or whatever, and they're freaking no-selling that shit. And but then like uh, Nightcrawler like gets one of them and he kills him with like a, a hunting knife. I'm like, all right, if you say so. And it, yeah, and then the final battle there and there's a there's a really bad scene in there where um, it's, it's even difficult to describe other than y'all seen Men in Black, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. The original. Okay, so Gene is like like knows what charles has done and he's like you know she's pissed and so he's in his chair and she's like you know oh you want to see my power or something like that she's like come to me or something like that and so she pulls him like out of the chair and it starts making him like walk up these stairs and it looks like you know when um vincent d'onofrio like puts on the edgar suit and starts to walk it looks like that bruh i'll if i'm lying i'm flying i about died Wow. It is the funniest shit ever. And yeah, it's bad. It's just bad. I mean there's no there's no redeeming qualities about it. You know, I saw some clickbait article that was like, Why you're wrong about Dark Fan? Like, block de- <laughs> yeah, block okay. and de- yeah, block and delete. <laughs> I heard yeah, there was at this. least a sequence where Cyclops got some offense. Is that true? He did. He did on the train. He did. And there's not a lot, you know, there's not a lot of, you know, Gene! Any of that kind of stuff. There isn't. You know, their their romance, air quotation, is, is pretty tame. You know, and again, I know it's supposed to be a two-part movie. It probably would have been better over two parts. They condensed it down to, uh, like, 100 minutes. You can't tell the being sagging in 100 minutes, man. They made that mistake yeah, twice it's just now. not doable. Terrible. Yeah, it's just, I mean... But I heard somebody say it was it was better than the last stand. I yeah, would dispute that. It don't sound like it. Mightily, wow. yeah, I would dispute that mightily. And nothing to say that the last stand's a good movie, but I, I, yeah, mm, I, I couldn't I couldn't say it's better than the last stand. But I mean, whatever. All right, damn it. See, I was uh, thirty seconds one of eight minutes. Mm. Yeah. So that's Dark Phoenix. If I had to give it a star system, I would give it like two out of five. That'd be probably as kind as I could go. Better than um, I thought. Yeah. No. yeah. No, I'm being kind. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm being kind. Yeah. I'm. Yes. Uh, I'm being kind. I, uh, yeah. So. All right. Damn it. All right. So yeah, about 31 minutes of blurred notes, just like I said. Uh, we try to keep it under 30 minutes, but this doesn't happen sometimes. So let's get into these damn books. Uh, Brother Beavis will take a break as we talk about our DC book. We are the Marvel Hacks, but hey, man, we give DC some love. They are the distinguished competition. We are going to look at Deceased Number Two, written by Tom King. Did we do issue number one, Sam? Yes, I think yes we did. did. Yes, we did. Because okay, the, the whole yeah. um, 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 what is it? The um, uh, dark side. His, what he, was he looking for? The 
I forget. <laughs> it's running. Anti-life right. equation. Yeah, anti-life equation. It's yes, running the rapid. anti-life equation. It's basically yeah. made zombies out of mm-hmm. everybody and crazy shit. Yes, basically. Yeah. Well, Batman said they're not zombies, but we'll get to that in a second. So, yes, he does. Yeah, but basically, the book is a continuation, and again, I talked to the writer of this book, and the funny thing is, is people online are like so emotional about this book. Look, I can't believe this happened. I mean, he's very clear in our interview that this is non-continuity, so like chill the fuck out. Um, so, <laughs> like very non-continuity. So, yeah, they're in the mi- the book opens in the middle of the ocean. Aquaman gets jumped by some zombies. Uh, the book is very very gruesome in its uh, depiction of like killings and whatnot. And then flashing back to episode or issue number one, Superman has the super sons in the city. Uh, the city's engulfed by flames. Um, they're looking for a way to communicate, so they want to get back to the Daily Planet. And then for some weird reason, there's an offshoot here with Harley Quinn and um, and Poison Ivy, where Harley has to go break up with uh, the Joker. Um, it was, I mean, it's just a random scene thrown in. You don't see them in the rest of the book. I'm sure it'll come back to it later. But the Joker has also been bit too. Uh, yeah. And then the other cut scene is in Metropolis. In the woods of Metropolis, there's a camping trip. Um, that's uh, Hal Jordan, Green Arrow, and um, um, Black, Black Canary. Canary. Yeah, they're there. Um, Hal Jordan is a killjoy, milk toast like he always is. <laughs> He's like, you know, hey, I'm, I don't really want to be here. I don't know why we're doing this. And so he goes to his um, to tent. his uh, tent. I, I I would assume to look at porn. But yeah, um, yeah. you know, whatever. <laughs> so he goes. He's by. He's in. The, he's, he's in his tent by himself. And um, you know, they're like, hey, what's that noise in there? And then there's like a big explosion with the with the lantern ring. And he starts attacking them because he's been infected because he looked at porn on the t- on his phone. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> um, and so they just have this battle, whatever. You get the fist, the fist uh, arrow where it punches him in the face or whatever. Um, uh, yeah, it's that. And we'll come back to that later uh, at the Daily Planet. Uh, Superman uh, with Lois Lane. Um, they had uh, he leaves them there. He heads off to there to the uh, to go to see Black Canary and them because he heard something. And then the Bat family. By the time he gets back, uh, Batman has made his communication with everybody. And uh, once Green Arrow, excuse me, once Superman brings everybody back to uh, the Daily Planet, it's basically like, hey, Batman gets to give his swan song, and that's really the end of the issue. He's like, hey, this is what's happening. You know, have on one of Mister Freeze's suits to slow down the infection. Uh, it's not zombies, they're not zombies. What you're gonna have to do is you're gonna have to kill every infected person and destroy the internet. I'm like, all right. <laughs> yeah, that's, um, that's basically it. <laughs> no problem at all, yeah. Yeah, no problem at all. Like, destroy Al Gore's internet and um, kill every infected person. And he's like, but the infection is getting to me right now. You know, I don't know. And, you know, Green Arrow is like, hey, man, you're Batman. You can find a cure, you know, whatever. He's like, I don't know if the infection is going to allow me to do it. And then it gets to him. And he's got Alfred on the ready with a like a 12-gauge shotgun, shotgun there. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. Bang. And then once he um, yeah. T- yeah, once he turns, the, the issue ends on a big bang. He's like, oh, Damien. was Damien, the super son, is there. Damien, I'm sorry. I have a gift for you. I would imagine it's the Batman suit. Yeah. Uh, yeah like, I, you know, I can't, you know. Hey, I'm sorry. I couldn't be the father you wanted me to be. <laughs> and then bang, Alfred bops him out. And then that's pretty much the end of issue two. Yeah. Went through it kind of quick. 
but overall, like I really enjoyed this book. Um, like I still do. I, I love the off continuity stuff. I'm not a real huge fan of zombies in the general sense, but I kind of just generally enjoy like you know this story that they're telling. What says you, Sammy? Yeah, it was um, it was fairly quick, but um, uh, of a book, it's like, but it's all action, you know, uh, a lot of bang, 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 bang. Um, oh, uh, by the way, Black Canary is the new Green Lantern because apparently Hal dies. Yes. And the ring chooses her like right there on the spot and doesn't even give her a choice. Yeah. <laughs> it just uh, jumps yeah. on her and she's the new Green Lantern. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that was just one of the things that happened. The side thing, but uh, yeah, yeah, it's I like. It moves rapidly, which I mean, I got no problem with that. It's um, not overly wordy, which I also appreciate, being a veteran of many Chris Claremont books. So, I did, yeah, it's uh, it's gory. It's it's kind of a monster story, you know, it's almost like a it's mm-hmm. a zombie not zombie story kind of going on. And I am curious of how they're gonna play this out, what, what's gonna happen because major players are kind of getting killed off left and right. Uh, Apparently yeah. Batman is dead now, so we'll see which way they go. Apparently. But uh, yeah, thumbs up for me. I did like it. Good yeah, DC. Yeah, way well, thumbs up for me as well. Yeah, no, yeah, very good. Uh, like you know, again, just a nice, easy book to read. Again, like kind of brutal. You know, a little bit of a horror kind of story there, but using like the DC characters. And again, unlike. Um, like something I talked about earlier where the, uh, you know, the characters still do stay within their traditional roles. It's not like they're doing something completely different. You know, back, Batman would sacrifice himself for mm-hmm. this whole thing, you know, and Superman would like be kind of like, wait a minute, Bruce, you know, I want, you know, I had things to tell you, like no time for sentiment, Clark, you know, like, I mean, those make sense. It would make sense, yep. you know, in a traditional role as for these comic book or for these characters. And so I enjoy that part. They just threw in like kind of a zombie story. So yeah, overall, I thought this was a very good book, allegedly from following Tom King on, or not Tom King, uh, I forgot the guy's name that does the book, from allegedly following him online. He is, um, like issue three is even crazier. So great. I think mm-hmm. it's a five or six issue limited series. So perfect. In, out, bada bing, bada boom. Uh, yeah, way thumbs up on Deceased. All right. Next up is the Savage Avengers staying in our realm of uh, savage books and brutality. Uh, we'll bring Brother Beavis back into the ring here. Um, okay, so we talked about this, I think, on a blurred note when they announced that this book was coming out. And so my initial note here says... Basically, what are your thoughts on Conan, Brother Beavis? <laughs> and, uh, not, and not the the king from the 305, the K-O-N-A-N from WCW days. Uh, no, this Conan. What? <laughs> so, <laughs> what are you your know, thoughts on Conan? Not on L-W-O Conan. Right. No, I'm with you. <clears throat> um, so, yeah. Conan's one of those things, I mean, obviously been out for forever. And, and one of the conversations I had with my daughter is, like, that there was a time when there were not like sci-fi and fantasy uh, stories in every available media at all times everywhere, right? So, <laughs> yeah. And so from a movie perspective, the Conan movies were uh, one of the things we had, and the first one is great. The second one is great in a different way because uh, it's, mm-hmm. it's much campier, much cheesier. And the mm-hmm. books were kind of classic um, stories that 
like I kind of wanted to be into, but I, eh, they weren't. They, they were all kind of the same. So, ostensibly, I like him, but like in in comics, I mean, as a comic where he's it's just a comic ver- version of his own setting, I think it's fine. This whole thing where he's like, you know, now brought into this world, I don't know how that's gonna work because he doesn't yeah. like he's strong and all, but he doesn't really have powers. He's you know he's strong, yeah. he's smart, he's resourceful, but he does not have powers. Nope. Yeah. Uh, Sandman, what do you think of Conan? Um, Conan, uh, basically what Beavis just said, he works in his world. It's good that he's separate. I always thought that's a good thing. I've I've read um, my share of Conan books, actually, believe it or not. Um, and, yeah, he's just, it, it works better for him in his world. He's, he's Conan the Barbarian, and he fucks mofos up <laughs> that's that's his job that's what he is he's um he's a uh, a warrior and he hates wizards he kills everything he says crime a lot and um yeah. that's basically yeah. it <laughs> and so yeah when i him i've never seen this i know he's crossed over with other heroes in like what ifs and stuff and occasional books here and there but so this is the first time i've actually seen him uh um, I um, can't even think of the damn word. Crossover with other heroes is good with that, and uh, mm-hmm. so it's kind of strange. And of course, it's Wolverine who's the first person I guess he sees, and you know, they, they, yeah. it was a decent little fight, you know, uh, between them. I think Wolverine would have cut his head off, and that would have been it. But you know, um, yeah. it, but for the sake of the sake of the book, of course, they have to keep going, and so I mean, it's fine for what it is. I just. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm still unsure how I feel about him in these books. That's going to be weird. Yeah. Yeah, I just, yeah, I'm not, a, I mean, I'm not a fan um, of the character really at all. Like, I mean, most of my Conan reading went from, um, like, the, the comic strip. You know, I think he had, like, a strip in the funny pages or whatever, as my yeah. mom used to call it in the newspaper. Uh, you know, along with Spider-Man or whatever, I would uh-huh. read the Conan there. Uh, I am not a fan of the movie. Um, primarily just because of that, those James Earl Jones, that wig. Um, uh, yeah, I just can't. Uh, <laughs> that wig, man, is something else. Yeah, I just, I just cannot mess with it at all. Um, so, but yes, yes, I just, I'm just really not a fan. Uh, like overall of the character. And I, I wrote a review about this book too at, on the website as well, brotherscomics.com, shameless plug. Um, about one of the things that I like when I did read the comic books back in the day, there was an issue where he fought like this octopus or something like underwater. And uh, I don't remember how it turned out or whatever, but it basically it made me fear octopus forever. <laughs> like, it, like it's still like with me now. Like I can't eat calamari. I mean, everything is really messed up. So yeah, but for the most part, like, I'm just really not a fan. So when they announced this, I was just like, uh... And then when you see the covers, like, Wolverine, Venom, freaking Brother Voodoo, yeah. Punisher, I'm like, what in the world's going on here? And I'm just like, why bother calling this Avengers? Yeah, that's like, my next question. Why bother calling it this? Yeah, why, like, yeah. Why they, are they Avengers? such a good job yeah. of... <laughs> yeah, why, because... And, and I think Marvel has done such a good job of 
kind of like toning down the Avengers stuff, like trying to really trying to align it to the MCU, whether you think that's a good thing or a bad thing, but essentially like not making everybody a damn Avenger like it was 10 years ago, you know, from the new Avengers, the secret Avengers, the dark Avengers, to A-Force, you know, there were some good books or whatever in, in there, but then everybody's a damn Avenger, then it's not really that special of a thing. So like putting the, like the, the Avengers like tagline on it to me didn't really make a whole lot of sense. But that's a story for another time. Um, basically, this book, and again, it might sound like I'm shitting on Conan. I'm not shitting on this book. I, I really enjoyed this book. Um, it's brutal. Uh, we get a chance to see Conan fighting the hand. Uh, this is after like this some singer gets a, uh, kidnapped and sacrificed. Uh, you get to see him get his head lopped off uh, like Missandry on uh, Game of Thrones, really. Mm. And, um, uh, yeah, it's just not a good look. Um, and then, you know, Conan shows up, he's fighting the hand, there's a lot of brutal fighting there, and when he thinks that he's done with them, uh, he comes in contact with Wolverine, and Wolverine uh, takes a knife or a sword to the head, and then they have this long battle, I mean, many splash pages, lots of blood, lots of hacking, cutting, and whatever. It kind of ended on a corny note, though, Brother Beers, what did you think about it when they fell into the, to the, to the brew room? Yeah, they fall off a mountain. Of course, Conan wakes up first. They're not going to fight anymore. He picks up a keg of something off, and he chugs it, and he pours some and pours down some the fucking Wolverine. Yeah. yeah, that was bad. And yeah, they're like, yeah, oh, that's, yeah, that, that was a good fight. You know, it's just mutual respect bullshit. It's just dumb. Yeah. 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 Well, in fact, it, Logan was like a Logan of Paps. I was like, first off, he's Canadian, uh, so he wouldn't be drinking any... F- first off, who the fuck is drinking Paps? Second, yeah. off, he's Canadian. <laughs> he certainly wouldn't be drinking the worst freaking beer of all time. I mean, that's just ridiculous. Dude. Oh my god! Like, yeah, good lord. Good. But anywho, yeah. So, um, yeah. So yeah. So they have this battle, and then they talk about why they're there. You know, Logan's like, "Oh, a friend of mine got kidnapped, so that's why he's there." Uh, Conan's looking for some sort of amulet, and you know, and they shake hands, like you know, "Welcome on your quest, young buck." You know, good luck on your thing, and. Uh, then we get a little, like a pull, uh, a go back and a, a continuation scene, like gets back to the present where you go to Madripoor. Brother Voodoo is there. He gets confronted by the hand. Uh, the hand bring him back to the same place that this other gentleman got sacrificed. And then this, the villain, Scooby Doo, explains, you know, who uh, they're sacrificing people for. Uh, I think it's the marrow, the god, some deity marrow. Looks a lot like venom, uh, which with bones coming out of it. Um, and then, uh, yeah, as they're about to sacrifice Voodoo, Wolverine makes the hot tag save. Uh, but he's a little too late. And again, they, they almost made the Christmas Addicts. Well, actually, they almost they did make the Christmas Addicts uh, version of Brother Voodoo as he sacrifices himself or is sacrificed uh, for the cause here. Uh, spoiler alert, issue two, they bring it back. But, um, yeah, you know, if you just get this big fight here and then it cuts and it ends on this thing with bringing the Punisher into the book. He goes to his wife's grave. It's empty. It looks like one of those, like, wine skins yeah. that's inside there. Little I don't think that's what bag. it was, but yeah. that's what it looks like. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like a wine skin or whatever. Her body's not there, so now you get the Punisher, get the brought into this. You know, overall, again, for what it is, and as long as it's going to be like something short, like five or six issues, because you can't keep up this kind of like brutality for that long without it just losing its its whatever. Mm-hmm. For that, I thought it was actually okay. You know, I I didn't really have a problem with it. 
it's a character I'm not familiar with, but the stuff with Logan or Wolverine or whatever was fun. Actually, I'm not a huge fan of Brother Voodoo, but that's a different podcast. But, yeah, overall, I thought it was all right. What did you think, Brother Beavis? Yeah, it was okay. I mean, it read so quick, uh, probably because of the big fight. So, I mean, again, it probably has no future, so it's not really used to getting worked up about it. And the roster is, yeah. it boasts, the roster that did not appear in this boasts some of my least favorite characters. Um, <laughs> so, that tempers my excitement somewhat. You may want to run them down. Uh, I believe I'm looking at the Punisher, Electra. Mm. Um, mm. Electra. Who else is where on did, here? Where did she come from? And I mean, she's not even not even in this issue, but what, oh, what, Venom. What, yeah. Yeah, Venom. Venom. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Venom, Punisher, and Electra round out the cast. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't like to fuck with any of them. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, I understand. And again. You know, it, you know, we get into this thing. We talked about the Rock and Stone Cold earlier. You know, like, are they heroes? Are they villains? Are they cool heels? Like, you know, I know people like to kind of ride that line a little bit sometimes. But you know, ultimately, comic books really do come down to good guys and bad guys. I mean, that's why it works. That's why wrestling works a lot of times. Is you know because people have a, a rooting interest to cheer for or against. And so, am I cheering for these dudes, even though they're committing these things? Are they? Are the bad guys worse than them for like gutting? You know, like it's just, it's like a weird line or whatever. Sam, man, what did you think of the Savage Avengers? The Savage. Savage. <laughs> yeah. Well, the the fight was savage, so I'll give them that. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it was mainly about the fight between Wolverine and Conan. Um, that was good. The, the artwork is suits that style. It's very brutal <laughs> and it's very uh, very Conan Conan esque. It looks a lot. A lot of Conan's mm-hmm. books look like this, and. Um, and it kind of goes uh, like a Conan book too. There's a big demon being summoned. He's killing wizards. He's killing everything. And he yells Crom. Uh, pretty standard Conan actually. <laughs> but and um, <laughs> that part I liked. Yeah. The, obviously we don't know what the hell's going on. Who this guy is sacrificing these people and stuff. So um, it was okay. It was pretty for that part. And now they're bringing the Punisher in and stuff. Felt kind of short. But uh, other than that, it was fine. is one of my least favorite characters of all time. (laughs) Um, All time. Wow. Uh, So that's not going to help me. Venom, current version of Venom, not one of my favorite characters either. Um, I'm fine with Elektra. Uh, Again, I'm not a huge fan of Brother Voodoo either. Um, I don't know what version of Logan or Wolverine that we have now anyway. Who the fuck knows? There's freaking so many different versions of him at this point. Who the fuck even knows who that guy is anymore? So, yeah. uh, Again, you tell me this is going to be six issues, like I'm straight. Like, oh, okay, it's going to be six issues of hacking, slashing, and killing, or whatever, and it's going to jump Conan into his own monthly series, which I imagine what's going to happen is Marvel has the rights back to the character, which is, I'm pretty sure, why this character is pushed back into a book. Um, then that's fine. You know, yeah, I think it's a genre-like type character that will find its niche with, like, you know, kind of Cro-Magnon man that likes to read comic books like that. So, all right. All right, that's it for that. Thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs in the middle. I forgot. Thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs in the middle, Brother Beavis. I would say thumb in the middle. Okay. Sandman? Uh, yeah, more thumbs in the middle for this. Come. Yeah. yeah. I'm thumbs up. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I think thumbs it's, up. I'm, it's, I'm fine with it. It's better than it had a right to be, or not as bad yeah. as it could have been. 
somewhere in that range. I only have backhanded compliments for it. Yeah. Well, I mean, don't get it wrong. I did not go in there with high expectations. Like, yeah, this is going to be the best book ever. Yeah, none of that happened. But I could also see how if you just go in, it's one of those things, you know, if I go in expecting what I'm going to expect, and then it meets that expectation, then it was a good book. And that's basically what it did. It, it, it met whatever my expectation was, but it wasn't very high. All right. Our next up book is Sam Wilson, Captain America, number four. Uh, this has kind of been our throwback book for really kind of the middle of this season, and it'll probably continue into the next season because I, you know, I'm freaking I'm burying the lead here. Like, I just enjoy this book so much, and it just, it, it always, it bothers me. And but the more I read it, the more I realize like the dude that was writing that Falcon book a year or half ago or whatever when it was thought that like just doing the comedy without the emotional touch of the book would work, and it didn't. Like it was way over the top and super super camp without any like emotional or like footing to the book. Whereas this one is grounded firmly in like today's political system. Uh, and again, two years in advance, and there's a like it 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 knows what it is like so well, and it doesn't try to make like Sam Wilson Captain America some super you know whatever hero. So uh, issue four is a continuation, obviously from issue three, where we have like Cap Wolf uh, as uh, Sam Wilson has been turned into Cap Wolf, and we get this great opening. I don't know if y'all thought about it. I th- this great opening soliloquy is my, the word I have by the Serpent Society slash Serpent Solutions leader, basically calling out like America for its greed and all the greedy things that the, the this country does and how to exploit it essentially as capitalists. You know, all the the ills and, and the great parts of capitalism all rolled up into one as well as playing on the hypocrisy of people that are like, oh, you know, this is bullshit, you know, we can't do this types of things, character named Greg, by the way. And, uh, yeah, like, yeah, but do you get upset with all these little kids that are making these iPhones that you're, like, I mean, it really kind of, like, just kind of an opening for this book, I just thought it was kind of interesting. What do you think, Brother Big? Yeah, I think, again, one of the things that I like about this is the way they delve right into Captain America's questionable uh, villains gallery, and you know the serpent solutions uh i kind of wish they had done a a first class-esque roll call because i do not recognize most of these people (laughs) but yeah i I mean i think it's a good setup you snakehead (laughs) (laughs) they should call you big snake and they should call you little snake yeah oh my god yeah yeah, I, I, I just thought it was like kind of an interesting lead and the fact that he you know when it comes up later when they're on the golf course or whatever that he's still wearing the mask while they yeah. talk <laughs> in his genius. golf outfit yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah I thought it was genius uh, but yeah so that happens and so the whisperer who is like um, freaking uh we get WikiLeaks essentially for Sam Wilson or whatever. He's explaining everything about the Serpent Solutions and how they're bankrolling all this stuff, including the experiments that turned in him into Capital Wolf, uh, the experiments of picking up uh, immigrants at the border. And, you know, there's a fun little bit in there about, you know, like his life as Cap Wolf about smells and foods and, like, you know, like kind of fun stuff. <laughs> it's like kids, kids filming and eating out of the garbage can. Like, I mean, it's just. Like, there's that level of camp where it doesn't take itself too seriously because it knows who the character is. And again, it's four issues in, and they've already established, like, look, 
Like this is this is Captain America and it's Sam Wilson, but don't expect Captain America type shit. Like, could you ever imagine a situation where they had Captain America eating out of a dumpster with Kim kids filming it <laughs> on like on their fucking phones? Like that would never happen. It just would never happen. So, Brother Beavis, you brought up this be- this piece, though, about Red Wing and the immigrant oh. dude, I think, before. <laughs> so, you want to go ahead and go oh, off Lord. here. Oh, Not my favorite part. I'm reading it here. It's so hilarious. <laughs> the issue is, your bird isn't just a bird. Ever since that time you ran into Baron Blood, he's been vampiric. I was like, what? <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Apparently, so I think, we've, I think we've figured out, like, the Red Skull used the Cosmic Cube to bind red wing to uh to the falcon and that's why he can talk to birds but in addition to that uh yeah red wing is a vampire and because they merged (laughs) red wing's dna with this dude torres joaquin torres like he can't recover because he just regenerates the the bullshit because he's a part vampire from a bird i was like what the fuck (laughs) that is so stupid and the worst part is Falcon's a sorry hero. I'm just gonna say it. And they made Falcon <laughs> two, Electric Boogaloo. I'm like, well, that that was yeah. a mistake. <laughs> oh, and God. you made him look yeah. like a bird. That was a mistake. Yeah. Yeah. Ay, ay, ay. Yeah. Yeah. And he's just terrible. Like you know that part is doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And then Misty Knight like trying to shoot it. Like you know again, it's camp and it's meant to be camp. She's chasing him with a broom. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, again, it's 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 good camp because again, in the right hands or like a, an extra goofy panel about this, it could take it into bad camp, which is not a good thing, obviously. So, yeah, you know, I don't know. I thought I thought it was like kind of goofy in that part of it, but the rest of it, you know, as Sam exits to kind of get help, he calls Diamond back, who I think is hanging with Domino now in Domino's solo book. Yeah, um, yeah, she is. I think that's yeah, it's one of her like her girl crew or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she's going to get some help about serpent solutions. She used to be uh, in the serpent society or whatever. Right. Uh, she tried to turn good. She used to bang cap. Uh, now she's a stripper. Um, so uh, got to pay them bills somehow. And um, <laughs> so they have this conversation about um, you know what happened to you, like why are you stripping? And she's like, you know, it ain't the, like the worst thing I've done in the world or whatever. But you know, as they're having their conversation, you know, they get attacked by the uh, Serpent Society. We'll come back to that. But then on the golf course, this is a scene <laughs> I alluded to before. This is hilarious. Jordan, yeah, Jordan Strike is there, and he's closing business deals on the golf course like businessmen do. But he's dressed like a golfer, <laughs> but he still has the mask on. Still got on. the mask on. <laughs> still got the Cobra Commander mask on. Yeah, and the hat too. And the hat. And, with, and yeah. the, like the. The pull-up socks. Uh, I mean, I was like, this is, this is great. And he's like, hey, man, you know, why haven't you signed these contracts? You know, and it's very, like, you know, kind of like, hey, you know, they're trying to close this deal. Why haven't you signed the contracts? He's like, hey, I think you have a Captain America problem. And he's like, well, you know, I'm dealing with that problem right now as we speak. You know, everything can, you know, sign the contracts. Everything's going to be good. Mm-hmm. So Cap and Diamondback wind up getting attacked by the Serpent Society. Uh, there's a battle, you know, I mean, again, it's a service society. They're not freaking, they're two-plus wrestlers. <laughs> Sam Wilson is like a three-plus. He just has his, he has his freaking, he has his special on eight, though. And, you know, they, you know, they, 
they they have this little battle. Diamondback gets stabbed, or did she? And um, you know, when he goes there, like once he sees her go down, like then he goes off and goes full cap wolf, you know, oh, and starts, you know, he starts, and starts freaking crushing everybody or whatever. <laughs> yeah, completely yeah. levels up. And then when he goes to check on Diamondback, she's like, she turns heel, and then stabs him, and he goes dark and black or whatever, and uh, wakes up in a boardroom with the entire surface society. And I don't know how many. I really don't know how many different. I, there's only like three of them, maybe. There I are. Yeah, I didn't know they had this. Yeah, game but numbers. I'm talking about in real life. I'm talking about in real life. I don't think I have that many names. Types of snake was uh, cobra, uh, cobra, rattle, python, python, black, garden. That's yeah. five. Black yeah, that's six. All right, that's it. Well, there's about 15 of them sitting around. Well, probably 30 of them sitting around this table. Who knew the Serpent Society Solutions had so many freaking snakes in it? And, uh, you know, and that's it. You know, he's still cap off. Whatever. Again, mm. fun book. Uh, and again, like the, the funny part is, is that the book actually takes on a more serious tone as it gets later on uh, when we get to a whole other freaking like arc of this book but in this initial run this is just like a fun kind of thing to look at sam wilson as captain america and as i keep saying as we go over every book i assure you if sam wilson was captain america this is exactly how this would go down. <laughs> um, yeah exactly <laughs> like all the all the foibles and all the problems that this gentleman is having this is exactly how it would go down so uh, around the room sam man what do you think of captain america number four uh it's like you said, it's got some very tongue-in-cheek moments in it. The fact that he's a freaking wolf, werewolf, flying around the damn city <laughs> yeah. alone. With a vampire on. bird. I was laughing at that. Yeah, Just with like, a vampire bird. Yeah. Exactly. Eating out the trash. I mean, oh my God, man. I was laughing my ass off watching looking at some of this stuff. And um, interesting enough, they done the same thing with Thor when Eric Masterson was Thor. And he was subbing for Thor. This they did they pretty much the same thing. So they repeated this with other heroes, by the way. This is not an uncommon thing. And almost to the yeah. same the, the same kind of comedy. Because, you know, he didn't know what the hell he was doing. <laughs> and tearing shit up. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, trying to learn his powers and stuff. I mean, Sam was that, that, that problem. But still getting to the same, you know, dumb shit still uh, seems to be happening to him because he's trying to uh, walk in the, the footsteps of a greater hero or a more popular hero let's be nice and say but uh yeah this is funny yeah the whole cap wolf i didn't know anything about the cap original cap turning into a werewolf until we started reading this stuff so yeah this is kind of a a new thing to me it's it's funny and it's uh uh misty knight is being a complete bitch to him way, just just riffing on him every chance he gets with this cat (laughs) thing like telling everybody is like yeah he's a wolf i'm telling you he's a wolf on the internet and stuff that's funny. I mean, it's, it's, and it's not you know necessarily world-ending stuff too, which I appreciate. Him trying to you know, yeah. um, <laughs> I don't know, beat Galactus or something like that. So yeah, I, I appreciate that. So I did like this. Thumbs up. Yeah, it's a thought. Same man. Or excuse me, brother Beavis. Yeah, I like it too. It's just it's a comic book, you know. And yeah. As much as many comics as we read, we don't read we don't get a lot of comics, and this is definitely a comic. I mean, it's just, it's good. Yeah. 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 Yeah, It's just, it's just, yeah, it it is what it is, you know, and it was come up later when we do the roundup or whatever. Uh, For Brothers Comics News, you know, Nick Spencer is the writer of this book. He's currently writing the relaunch of Archie as well. 
Uh, he's writing Spider-Man, uh, the mainline Amazing Spider-Man book. Um, and he's going to be at a con that I'm going to be at sometime in July. So I'm definitely, he's definitely on my hit list of people I want to talk to about this book, you know. And he's also the person that wrote Secret Empire, you know. And he caught a lot of shit for that. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, so... You know, you know, he's got to have a story to tell, and I, I, I definitely, he's somebody I want to talk to, and I will definitely have questions about this book because I think that, you know, as a white man writing a black character, like I, I, I'd like to see how his insight came for this because he nailed it on so many areas, especially as the book as it gets uh, more mature in the later issues. So, all right, our last book of the evening is Invaders number six. Uh, my note on here says, I thought this was the end of this series, and I'm pretty sure I text that to y'all, <laughs> but it's not. Um, so, um, yeah, I, 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 I thought the initial run of this was six issues, but it was announced while it was out that it was going to get its own monthly series. And so maybe this continuation is, I, I just thought they would hit the hard, you know, number one reboot so, to make you pay the extra $4.99. Uh, but instead of the regular three ninety nine, but I could be wrong. I'm not altogether sure. Um, yeah. So this is issue six. Uh, Brother Beavis, you said you had to read five before you came back. You want to recap five, and I'll jump into six. It's uh, been a while. We've been reviewing this for two seasons now. Okay. So five, the the let's see, they were trying to prevent a, a missile attack. And they were trying to keep the Navy from counterattacking, trying to break the whole thing up. And so there's a there's a there's a mole in the Navy. His name is Morgan. That's the Morgan. child of the dude who uh, was Namor's friend, and his wife could tap on the fish tank and send secret messages and all that bullshit. So in episode five, uh, Morgan triggers the Navy missiles. And the Avengers are already like or scuffling with Atlantis, so Namor's confident that the Avengers are going to save Atlantis. And then he launches a counterattack on a coastal city from an undisclosed location. And so Cap is on the ground fighting Namor, who has just bombed the United States of America. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we pick up in issue six in the aftermath of that. Um, and it's kind of goofy, and we talked about this on one of the earlier issues because we weren't really, you know, they was telling this backstory about what happened to Namor after the war, and, you know, he was hanging out with Charles Xavier, and then he met this family that he, you know, somebody that he was close with in the war, and we all kind of surmised that he probably tapped that dude's daughter, and then this dude that's hanging around in the Navy is his kid. And uh, that maybe didn't really play. Well, maybe it did play on this issue. I don't really know. I got confused near the end of this. Uh, but yeah, so we flash back to the war as this book is known to do. Um, uh, the, the they're having this. They're even a wizard sighting, uh, which was a throwback to the invaders. You get a wizard reference. Uh, the U.S. is bombing an area. They need to get out of there really quick. Namor's beating some nigga into the ground. He <laughs> rescues his buddy Tommy, who doesn't make it out later. Uh, and then in the present, Namor, as um, his adopted hometown, has that bomb go off it, and it's the green mist. At first, I was like, "Oh, they're about to turn them into Inhumans." I kind of forgot what had happened in issue five, but then I was like, "Oh yeah, 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 that's it." And um, you know, Cap is going crazy. People start choking. They're like, "Oh, what's going on? I don't know what's going on." Whatever. But really, they're all turning blue, and so he's all turned them into Atlanteans, and they need to get like water. 
And so Cap is opening up fire hydrants and shit. And I'm just like, um, huh? Okay. So, uh, so he opens up some fire hydrants. He communicates to, uh, to Iron Man, to Tony. He's like, hey, man, um, we need some water in this city. Everybody's turning blue. Tony's like, I told you not to trust that motherfucker. And, um, yeah. Yeah, and so, and then there's a cutscene where Namor's raising water, like, from the sea or the ocean, and he thinks that he's about to attack, but really he's not. Um, you know, Carol, he's about to, he has, like, Namor in his sights or whatever, and uh, Carol hits him, or uh, Miss Marvel hits him. He's like, bitch, what the fuck? He's like, no, he's controlling the water. He's saving these people. He's not trying to kill them, you know, because everybody's turning blue. You know, <laughs> And again, the continuity because this this battle, whatever, with Roxxon and uh, Namor has continued over from the Avengers book or whatever. But in the sense too, like it just kind of came out of nowhere, just a little bit. It was like, oh yeah, by the way, like he's saving people. Like because everything that you've been leading up to this point has really been like, oh no, Namor's a heel. Though he's really saving people too by making them Atlanteans, brother Beavis. Is that what we're happening to see? Yeah, he's so he the the final page is like. They're talking about what they're going to do after the war, and he's he resolves to make the world a better place. So he's turning yeah. people into this is this is the plot of X Men, the original movie. He's turning all the normal yeah. people into <laughs> Atlanteans, uh, yeah. so that then he can save them in Genosha. Uh, I mean Atlantis. Mm. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, it it did kind of like come out of nowhere because I mean it seemed like there was a lot of stuff going on up to this point. But yeah, he uses his hydroman powers again. Uh, Roman gets turned into an Atlantean. They got to make sure they get in time to save his mom, which Cap does. And then they just they split. And uh, we did forget to say that um, Namor in issue five uh, defeated the Human Torch and cut his head off. So Human Torch's head oh, is yeah. just laying yeah. around talking for part of the episode. Yeah, yeah. Bucky had <laughs> been Android, put down. So yes. I think, yeah, Android, not not dickhead, Human Torch. Um, yes. That's right. it. The thing to me that stands out is like, okay, it's the Invaders, but this is a book about Cap and Namor, which are really only the two characters that matter. As much as they try and continue to shove Bucky slash Winter Soldier down our throat, it's still the Cap and Namor show. He's so I don't know. Board, I yeah. I thought the whole thing was kind of anticlimactic, and Iron Man was just being like, Iron Man just stopped listening at one point. And was just being a dick. Mm. Just he was just like anti-cap to be anti-cap. So, man. Yeah. yeah, and I didn't understand the part with the soldiers when Randall got hit with the mist or whatever, and they were like, "We're Atlanteans." And they had already been transformed into humans, and it's a one-way process. So they were, they had uh, sacrificed themselves. They could have got out of the water, yeah. but you know. Yeah. They, were, yeah, they just stood <laughs> yeah, there. They though. Didn't, didn't just yeah, they, they, well, they floated there actually. Yeah, they floated there for a while. Uh, so yeah, I just Strange. I don't know. I, I mean, I, yeah, and again, like I, I I went into this when I went to read it, thinking like, oh, this is going to you know put a bow on this as a miniseries, and then boot it off to its its monthly. And then as I'm getting through the pages or whatever, I'm like, man, there's not a lot of pages left in this damn book. <laughs> Maybe, I don't know. Maybe something's going on. You know what I mean? Like, you ever get to that end of, like, a regular, you know, reading a regular book, and you're just like, hmm, they better wrap up this murder mystery quick, because it doesn't look like too many pages is here. And I know <laughs> yeah. we can, you know, I know about that the thank you pages is, and the acknowledgments is probably three or four pages in and of itself, so you better wrap this shit up. And then I don't it was know. Like, oh, yeah, you guys probably have not read Harry Potter. 
but the last book like the last the final battle is like it seems like the last three pages of a 500 page book about doing nothing so. oh wow <laughs> wow yeah, yeah it, well I felt that way with this because I was like this has to be what I don't and then it was like yeah to be continued so I, I, I think I went in like if I had known going in that there was going to be continued I probably wouldn't have had like the expectation because I was really thinking it was going to end and we'd be done with it but we're not and so it's going to wind up concluding maybe I don't know or premiering in you know wind up season 7 for us but you know overall I think the book has been fairly inconsistent you know I think there's been some really good highs like the initial book was really good and the second one maybe not so much and then we skipped a couple and then we came back with it at four we skipped three we came back with it at four we skipped five and we're back with it at six you know maybe reading them all together like in a trade or something it'll make more sense but for the most part it's just kind of like this you know they're just kind of floating through this story at this point in time and to continue it on like i don't know that anybody was asking for an invaders monthly series saying man no certainly not us no <laughs> Yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, this one this one was kind of bizarre. I was, like, not sure what the hell was going on for a while. I had to kind of read it twice a couple uh, to see what uh, what was actually going on with the little uh, Namors turning them in. Yeah, it's, this is exactly the uh, X-Men first movie um, plot. I didn't even realize that. Yeah, he just makes everybody his own race so there'll be no more conflict. So, yeah. Okay. Different. Strange, uh, yeah, and um, what you said earlier about um, being just a cap and Namor book is true. Yeah, poor uh, Bucky is like you know <laughs> they show him just putting on his boots, you know, at the end of the book after you know all the everything's pretty much been done, and then they go into another flashback. He doesn't even have like but two or three panels in this one. Well, then he's Bucky in the flashback, you know, and acting as a kid too. So it's yeah. It was uh, it was so so for me. It was, it was different. I think I really, the other stupid I'm, thing is. Yeah. Go ahead. I was going to say go the ahead. other stupid thing is they go out of their way to talk about like he uh, he hates the Nazis and everything, and then his master plan involves making a master race of blue hit blue skin uh, <laughs> fish people. I mean. Yeah. 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 You become what you hate. Yeah, I mean, again, there's probably a deeper story that could be told about that, but this ain't the book for it. Um, no. <laughs> that's basically it. Like, no. I don't think that's a story that they're trying to tell, you know, the, the depthness of his hatred and self-hatred or whatever. But, uh, I, yeah, like I said, it, it just became, like, kind of like a, a little bit of a, uh, you know, the book is becoming a caricature of itself at this point, mm-hmm. and so they just need to end it. So, uh, yeah, I'm fully thumbs. I'm probably more thumbs in the middle. Uh, just because I thought, I, like, you know, when I started it, I was thumbs up, and then it just kind of went to the middle because it didn't end like I thought it was going to. What says you, uh, uh, same thing, thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs in the middle? Yeah, I'm, I'm in the middle. It's uh, I didn't hate it. Uh, I didn't necessarily love it either. It's pretty much puts me in middle ground. Um, I'm curious how they're going to end this, and, or maybe they're, well, I don't, and that, that, uh, if they're going to go, yeah, maybe they're not, so... I don't know. Um, yeah, just yeah. so-so for me. Brother Beavis, bumping into a monthly after this, who the hell yeah. are they going to fight? Yeah, and I was just thinking that while we are talking about it, is like it's hard to not have an external villain, because how long can the story be 
Captain versus Namor, you know, and the page they show is Iron Man still in the mix. So then it's like, what, Cap, I don't know what, you know, trying to keep Tony from fighting Namor so he can fight Namor yeah. himself? Yeah, I mean, I just, yeah. it just feels like there's not well, there. And my disappointment is just because I think it had pro- I think it had promise. And I remember, yeah. like, you know, the way they had made, like, the flashback scenes feel like almost like a distinct book and different look and feel. It seemed like it had a big tease with Xavier that became kind of dumb. It's like they had these yeah, teases. Man. They had these teases that didn't pay off, and then they had these payoffs that were never set up. And it just, mm-hmm. I think it was just kind of poorly written in the end. Yeah. Yeah, and again, yeah, and again, we've talked about this continuously on here. It's like, you know, these guys come up with these great ideas, but no, how, no idea how to end them. And yeah. you get, like, goofiness like this. And this is a pure example of that. All right. Well, so that'll wrap up season six and episode six and the entire season of season six. Uh, kind of thinking back, can you think of anything that we read that you were like, you know what, that's pretty good? Sadly, can you think of anything that we read this season and you're like, oh, that was pretty good? Uh, I'm always terrible at this because I can never remember what we read. Understandable. <laughs> um, <laughs> shit, I can't remember. We'll come uh, back to you, Brother yeah, Beavis. Can you remember? Think of anything that we read that you were like? Well, oh, I think it was pretty good. I mean, we just talked about it. The Sam Wilson book, I think, is was a really yeah. nice surprise. And I think I can't remember the exact timeline, but I don't. I think we might have started it last season. But I think the Hulk uh, yeah. still had some interesting things, but it became really hard to follow. Um, yeah. We did read. We've read. We read what two Avengers relaunches. Um, yeah. Least, yeah. And I was intrigued by the one where they were fighting the Russian super team, just because anytime mm-hmm. there's like a a, a wear bear of any sort, I don't know why I just get excited <laughs> about wear bears. So um, <laughs> that was, but I, I would I didn't like it enough to to kind of follow up on it. So yeah, yeah I think you know, the, and the events were very event esque. So yeah, yeah, I think I Sam Wilson Cap well. was the cream of the crop right, this same, time. Man, you got it. Got anyone now? You know what? I'll go ahead and pick uh, uh, Deceased because yeah. it wasn't what I was expecting. Um, it's a, more of a, an adult book. I was not expecting that. And it's a, it's a DC book. You know, it's obviously it's DC usually isn't our focus. And I'm, I'm somewhat intrigued to see where they're going to yeah, go. That's with a this. solid so one. I'll go with that. That's a solid one. Uh, I, I definitely think, and I think it's going to wind up being one of those situations where I have to um, read them all at once is um, that in Immortal Hulk book. Like, I think, like, we took such right. a time off from it to have to come back to it and have to ingest, like, six Gamma Field episodes and issues of it was just like, whoa, that was just too much. And, like, I think, and, yeah. like, issue 19, I think, is out today. Um, so I didn't want to add it to the list because that just would have been too much. And I'm just like, oh, okay, now mm-hmm. I got to, it literally has to be one of those things I like, you know what, let me take this next hour and a half to kind of take this whole book in and kind of like uh, center myself to go through it. But, uh, you know, overall, I think that's been a solid book, too. Okay. All right. So, uh, Brothers Comics News. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, I saw that they were the up. St. Louis Blues nothing. just yeah, won good. the Stanley Boston, Cup. I don't want them winning uh-huh. anything. And that was the team you were rooting for, right? No. It's nice. Yeah. 4-1. Nice. They got up 4-0, yeah. and then anything they, just, they gave Boston up a goal not- at the end. But, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and Boston. Yeah, Boston yeah, doesn't get another championship. Cry your eyes on the freaking Super That's Bowl a good thing. Series of Pete's sake. Jeez Louise. All right. Uh, there yeah. you go. Uh, Brothers Comics <laughs> News. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I just mentioned that about where Nick Spencer's going to be. He's going to be at uh, Florida Supercon. That's going to be – it's normally in Fort Lauderdale. It's in Miami this year. So they're redecorating the Flor- Fort Lauderdale Convention Center. Uh, so I'll be there for that. It's it's the Fourth of July weekend. I can't imagine me going there on the Fourth of July, but around and in and around that time, so I'll be there for that. Er, uh, Big Hotch will be at GymCon. He made me apply for press for this thing, and I don't know what the hell it is. It's a tabletop gaming con. Oh, is it? Okay. Oh, well, yeah. It's a D and D convention. Okay. Yeah, yeah I went to the 75th uh, one. And so we got media access to that, so Hutch will be headed up to Indianapolis for that. Uh, Brother Beavers and I talked about possibly combining forces for Baltimore Comic-Con, which is a huge, it's a Comic-Con. Like, forget this idea of bringing in, like, all these um, TV stars and uh, movie stars or whatever. No, this is a comic book convention, damn it. And, uh, like, so many, pretty much all the big stars from comics and the comic book world are there. Uh, so we talked about maybe combining forces for that in Baltimore in October. So we got to get on top of that. Uh, beyond that, I think that's really it. Uh, still a couple of weeks away from homecoming. Um, so we'll have that to come back to once we take, uh, finish our hiatus. All right. So I think that's it. I don't think there's anything else. Am I missing anything? You may be able to find this podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, rate, review, subscribe. Be able to find me in the interim time uh, at Brothers Comics on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can find Sam and Salmon415 on Instagram and oh, on Facebook and Twitter. Brother Brevis is in Ether. All right, y'all. Good. I'm sure at some point in time I'm going to text y'all and be like, hey, man, we need to do something in between this time because I'll get lonely, especially once I'm really off from work. I ain't, I ain't off off from work yet, but once I'm off off from work, I'm going to be like, hey, man, I just can't be sitting around. So we'll probably wind up coming back with something in this, you know, three or four week break, but just in case. So as the X-Men, the animated series played us out, Brother Beavis, before that, to hit the music, don't hit my music. Um. You did not participate in the three, uh, the one got to go today on uh, X-Men, the animated series, X-Men Evolution, and Wolverine and the X-Men. Uh, which was your choice, sir? Okay. Uh, e- Evolution would have had to go. Um, I tried to watch it. I think your sentiment yeah. was like it wasn't as bad as we thought it was, but it's just not as good as the other ones. Uh, when exactly. when Wolverine the X Men came out, I, I hated it at first because to me it was a continue mm. uh, continuation of the Jackman verse. Uh, it was basically mm. like the animated version of the Last Stand, but it got really good. And yeah, for them to tease Age of Apocalypse and then never yeah, come that back, was bad. that was that's a wound right there. Yeah. Um, yeah. If anybody you know would have said the uh, animated series, they would not be A couple be my people did, anymore. and those are block worthy so. offenses. Um, so, yeah, that's not cool. Um, yeah, well, yeah, it's just to be tell they what they're talking about. Do, do that. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and uh, yeah, so whatever. Yeah, uh, there was news, I didn't put in blurred notes, but there was news out there that um, the X Men, the animated people, have talked to Disney people about relaunching that particular version of the show. And I know people are like, oh, yeah, that would be great or whatever. That's a, you can't go home again. Yeah. You can't. It won't be the same. Like, you just, it, it's been too far. No, it's 20 plus years. There's no that. recreating that. 
at this point in time. It's yeah. best to try to find. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's best to try it to find be something different. It would never I mean, be even the same. like with yeah. the you know the Earth's Mightiest Heroes for the Avengers, which hasn't been off that long. Even then, I think that would be hard to recreate just based on what's happened in the MCU since then. So yeah, I, yeah, try something new, try something better. Just don't make it for yeah. all. Just all for little kids. So, all right. So as the X-Men animated series plays us out, uh, I'm the producer of this podcast, I'm going to sign off. Uh, Sandman, go ahead and sign off. Sign That's right. We'll see you for the you X-Men the reboot. Season. Again, uh, Brother Beavis, go ahead and sign off. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Until the next special event slash yeah, reboot exactly. slash uh, yeah. pre Stunt casting, yeah. Hot shot, yeah. Stunt casting, yeah. Something, Marvel flailing around. Bring us back to the table. We 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 know it will happen, but yeah. All right, we'll see everybody on the other side. Peace, everybody. Peace out. See you.